Welcome and thank you to listening to the Depression Diaries. Uh, this is episode three. Uh, this episode is entitled Isolation. Thanks again for listening, and we'll be back right after the break. Welcome back to the Depression Diaries. Uh, this is, again, Season 1, Episode 3, Isolation. In this episode, I really just want to talk about uh, the effects of being lonely uh, on one's mind. Um, and it's not just actually being isolated, it's the feeling of isolation. Something that I believe everyone deals with at at some point or another. Um, The degree in which you experience this obviously changes from person to person. I think that in my life, um, I don't deal well with loneliness or with isolation. I... I kind of thrive on the presence of other people. Um, I need their energy and um, and their support in order to keep going, keep moving, to keep pushing forward. That's how I recharge my batteries. Some people uh, recharge their batteries by um, you know being alone and uh, being in a, a restful state. Uh, while uh, I have always, you know, taken solace in uh, my friends, my family, um, you know, whoever I'm close to, my wife. Um, but currently, I've uh, some of, something that I've been uh, dealing with in a major way has been this feeling of isolation. I've felt as if there are not uh, many people around or that I can rely on that I'm that I'm too much for these people and that I don't deserve uh, my friends or my family that uh, there's a reason why they're not around and it's my fault um, I know that this isn't entirely logical um, but that's how I feel, and I'm sure that some of you have also felt this way. I sincerely hope uh, that you have people around you that that tell you that that's not the case, um, that they're here for you, that they love you, that you know that they're proud to call you their friend. They make an effort to include you. And that you would do the same for them. I hope that all of those things are true for you. Uh, for me, um, for me, that is that is mostly true. I, I, I have, when I really sit down and think about it, I have people uh, that tell me they love me and that, um, and then make an effort to. Uh, keep me involved in things and to keep me 
in a good state of mind. Unfortunately, I'm the one that tends to distance myself from others. Um, because I get in my own head and I tell myself again that, no, Daniel, you're, you're too much. Don't, you know, don't, don't talk about what you're going through right now, because if you do, then people are going to know that you're weird and that, uh, and that they're not going to want to be around you anymore. They're going to know that you're strange, that you're, that you have, that you think, you know, that you think negative thoughts, that you... Um, aren't happy and if they know that then why would they want to be around you because no one needs to be no one needs to be around people that aren't happy you know most people want to be around the kind of people that put out constant you know positive energy especially if that's what you feed off of if that's what exhilarates you For me, I find it I find it difficult to be that person, to be that glowing, shining uh, person that always uh, brings light and life to the room. I know that that's not something that you know, anybody really wants to hear, but if I'm being honest with myself, that is the truth. I don't, uh, I I don't, I don't bring, I'm not the life of the party anymore. Um, I don't experience the same joy that I used to. I sincerely hope that, that one day that isn't the case. Um, I sincerely hope that one day I'm able to recover from this nightmare, that I'm able to, you know, bring myself up from the pit of despair, and it's not constant. But for right now, this is where I'm at. I Last night, I had to say no. I had to say no to a... to dinner plans with friends, and not for financial reasons but for two reasons because uh, my chronic pain which I've talked about in other episodes was flaring up pretty badly it can be debilitating and it was yesterday but the other reason was that I was really anxious about uh, about them seeing me not just seeing my face but really seeing me seeing you know, the madness within, so to speak, the, uh, them seeing me for who I am, an unhappy, depressed human being. I desperately wish to hide that from those around me. I'd like to be able to talk about these things openly and honestly, I really would. But I find it difficult. I wish that I could just talk to people the way that I do 
when I record these audio files. Say, hey, I'm not really feeling well. I don't think that I'm worth the trouble. I don't think that uh, I should be around you because I don't want to bring down the mood. And to be honest, in my lifetime, there have been times when I have not wanted to be around sad people. People that might, you know, be a Debbie Downer, you know, the people that might, uh, the people that might, you know, limit the group's ability to have a good time. I've been that person before. I think that's why I'm so ashamed to admit the way I feel. Because I don't think I've always dealt incredibly kind. I don't think I've always been incredibly kind to people going through these sorts of issues. Maybe I didn't realize they were going through these. Maybe I thought they were self-made. But I think nonetheless, I don't think I've always been incredibly uh, understanding or kind to people going through these issues. I, I hope that I have. I hope that I have. Uh, you know, I've had friends that, that talk to me about this, and certainly it's something that I can understand. And, and during the conversation, I think, man, I, I really wish, you know, I could be this open and honest wish I could tell this person that, hey, I'm going through the same thing, because it would be the kind thing to do, to tell them that I struggle with the, that I go through the same struggle, and that, you know, they're not alone. There's that isolation theme again. I know that the rest of the world is out there fighting this battle too, it's not just me. But for some reason, I can't get past it. I can't, uh, I'm not able to to just make it happen, to just say, you know what, I'm gonna, I'm going to ignore these feelings that I'm having and I'm going to go out that night. I'm going to go here, do this, I'm going to go to that party, I'm going to, my wife and I were going out tonight, I don't care you know, what my depression or my anxiety is telling me we're going and we're going to have a great time. It's difficult for me to do that because the other part of me is saying, but what if, you know, what if you're not able to show your wife a good time? What if you're not able to, uh, you know, do something exciting? Daniel, you don't need to go out because if you do, it's just going to be the same old, same old every time. You're going to take her to a dinner and a movie and she's going to be disappointed just like she always is. But the fact is, is that's not true. My wife loves me. My wife uh, is incredibly long-suffering. If you knew knew her, you'd say, man, uh, (laughs) what did he ever do to deserve her? Uh, and the answer is, I don't know. Uh, I don't. Uh, well, part of the answer is I was a much different person uh, when she met me. I was, uh, I was healthy for one, but uh, B, I was, um, was much more of the type A. Uh, I was much, I was even, I was almost a caricature 
of uh, the person that I am now socially. You know, I I was uh, I was always incredibly outgoing. I did. I was involved in everything. I willingly only slept a few hours a night because I just wanted to fit everything I possibly could into a day, and I loved it. it made me happy. Um, but back to isolation. Back to the idea of of loneliness. I... When I told them no, I know that it has to be... You can only be told no so many times before you just stop inviting someone to do things, right? You can only be, you can only be told no or, hey, you know, I'm not feeling well so many times before they just give up on you. And that's what I keep thinking. I hope it isn't true, you know. I, I hope the next time there is something... I, you know, I immediately feel like I need to make up for, I immediately feel like I need to make up for, uh, for what I've, you know, for what I've rejected. I immediately think, hey, you know, let me plan something because I need to make up for what I've missed. I need to let them know that I appreciate them. I need to let my friends know, hey guys, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm still here, I still love you, you know, you guys are awesome, and I do feel that way, I don't, I don't even think that that's wrong, I think, I think I owe it to them to show them that I care and to show them that, uh, that I love them and that I want to spend time with them and that I'm not missing things because I want to. Because I don't... If I could take this all away from myself right now, that would be ideal. I... I keep feeling as if one day I'm going to wake up and all of the people that I care about are going to be gone because of all the mistakes that I've made not just my depression my pain my anxiety but you know we all have there every person on the planet has flaws um even if you're not even if you don't have depression or anxiety that that make you a you know a difficult person to be friends with which in my case it does it does make me a difficult person to be friends with um because because of how you know because of how type A I am I'm usually the organizer the the galvanizer in any group I, I usually you know drive things forward and and uh organize things and get people together so um even on even when it comes to uh, the, the friends that I play video games with or stuff like that, the group of dads that, um, the group of other dads, the group of other fathers, you know, this how we connect. We, uh, we play, you know, video games with each other. I'll organize something and then not, and then flake out at the last second because my depression tells me, uh, that I can't do this. Um, I've even 
flaked out on doctor's appointments because my depression tells me you're never going to get any better. There's no point in going. There's no point in pursuing your health. And so I just keep putting up those hedges, those walls, drawing lines in the sand around me from other people. Um, this is, it's incredibly scary to me because I don't know what my life is going to look like in five years. I haven't made new friends. You know, I used to meet when I was in college, I had this, um, I had this goal and it's going to sound like crazy, like fucking insane to most of you guys. But the thing is, I feel like uh, when I was in college, I would um, I would set out at the beginning of the day, and my goal was to meet at least fifty new people and memorize twenty names of new people every single day. When I first got to college, that's what I did. Uh, I would ride. I would ride the bus, which I hated. I hated riding the bus because it would it would uh, it would it made me sick. I get motion sickness when I. I have to, that's, you know, to my wife's annoyance is why I always have to drive because if I'm not driving, if I'm in the passenger seat, I get motion sickness. It's, uh, it's obnoxious, but it's just, it's the case, man. Unless you want uh, vomit on your seats, I've got to drive, man. I, I just have to. Um, but anyway, I, I would ride the bus. I would talk to, I was that annoying guy that would, uh, that would talk to absolutely everyone. I would do the same thing in class. I would, was that like incredibly eager, uh, eager freshman, you know, um, that remained, I was still friendly, you know, I, I stopped doing the whole 50 new people, 20 names a day thing, uh, after freshman year, but I still made it a point to meet as many new people as I could, uh, thereafter. And even after college, I was still into uh, meeting new people when, uh, when, we were married. I always, I was always trying to bring new people into the fold because I believe, and I still believe this at my heart and in my soul, I still believe this. I think that diversity is the spice of life. I think that, um, you know, bringing constant new perspectives into your life, exposing yourself to those things. I believe that that's just an inherently positive thing to do. Um, it's how, it's how my perspectives on so many things have changed over the years. Um, also with, you know, reading and education, certainly. But um, primarily, it's your interactions with people that change you more than anything else. And so I would seek, I would seek those people out and... I would get involved in every kind of group that I could possibly get involved with, um, you know, just to meet people, just to, just to meet people and gain new friends. But, you know, honestly, I don't think that I have made a new friend, um, that didn't involve a, you know, a, a friend's boyfriend or girlfriend or, you know, or a significant other, um, in some way in like four years. I don't think I have, uh, because I'm afraid to do so. Honestly, I feel like 
I have nothing to offer them and that my time is better spent focusing on the people that I've been, that I've become best friends with. And so that's another thing, you know, without constantly refreshing, renewing things in your life, things get stale and things get, ah, Penelope, it's my dog. She's, um, she's coming over for, she wants hugs and kisses and all those things. I have a I have a golden doodle. She's uh she's the best. Right now she currently she's a sad dog because she has a cone around her head. The cone of shame. But anyway, um back to what I was saying. Friends, yeah. Uh I haven't made other than my dog here, I haven't made a new friend in probably four years. Um I wanna do that. I'd, I'd, I'd really like to. Um, but the problem is, again, that I feel like I uh, can't do so. Because um, if I do, you know, I'm, it's going to end up just not working out and I'm going to waste precious time that I, that I don't really have. And I know that that's not the right attitude to have, and I'm trying to change that. Um, I know that you need friends, you need passions, you need um, you need things to to help you through this life, and um, you know you need to be able to uh, pour into other people's life as well in order to feel like you have any purpose whatsoever. It's uh, you know it's. It's a fundamental part of life. Um, but I have a habit of, you know, when things, some, when sometimes when things don't go my way, I have a habit of, um, have a habit of alienating people. You know, I'm, I'm in the middle of organizing this event and which uh, I haven't done anything like this in a long time, so it's incredibly uncomfortable to me, and I take it very personally when people say no or when obstacles get in the way. I can feel my, I mean, it's bad. I can feel, I can feel my heart palpitating. I can, uh, I can hear my heartbeat in my head, and I can, uh, and it feels like, you know, the walls are, closing in and you know the floor is going to fall out from underneath me and you know the sky is falling all those crazy you know hyperboles um but that's how I feel so um anyway I've, I've been struggling with that people have been people have been saying no to this event I've got I need you know to make this event happen I need like two more people and, uh, you know, I need 12 and, um, I need like a couple more people. We're raising money for, uh, Habitat for Humanity, which, you know, is a, is a charity that builds homes for the homeless. Um, you know, their idea is that the, uh, fundamental, um, building block of generational wealth is, uh, home ownership which, um, you know, is certainly less true than it used to be, but uh, still still mostly true. Um, 
and just the fact that having a roof over your head is really important. It's an organization that uh, I believe a lot in. I don't have a sponsorship with them or anything. I'm not getting paid to to say this. Um, I just wanted to, you know, say that that's, you know, who I'm who I'm working with in uh, in organizing this event. And anyway, I um, need like a couple more people to do this, and um, I have a large. Uh, group of people, you know, kind of to pull from. And so I was like, you know, I need less than 50% participation to make this happen. And it doesn't even require, it doesn't require people, it doesn't even require the participants to, you know, give any money or, um, or even to leave their homes. All they have to do is they have to promise to stay home and, and do this thing, to do this thing you know, with me for, um, a few hours on this day. And it's a group of people that I've contributed a lot of my life to in the last, you know, five years. And so I kind of have like this expectation that they should do this. Um, I feel somewhat entitled to a chunk of their time. And I came to the point where, uh, the other day I decided that, you know what, if if I can't get the numbers to do this or if it falls through in some way, I'm just going to leave this group entirely. I'm going to, you know, block everybody and just, you know, never hear from them again. Uh, because, you know, if they can't give me a little bit of their time on this one day, you know, way ahead of time, you know, put it on the calendar way ahead of time so nothing else gets in the way, then, you know, they're not worthy, they're not worthy of my time. Um, but I feel like it's my insecurity and my depression talking, you know, it's just an excuse to isolate myself further, I suppose. So I guess what I'm saying is I, I shouldn't do that. Um, but when you when you aren't valuing yourself properly, when you don't know your worth, you will find any excuse to get away from people that do care about you because, you know, you look at yourself and think, you know what, uh, you know, you're not, you're not worth it. And that person, there's got to be something wrong with them for caring about me. Um, so I guess my advice is when people show interest in you and they when they, you know, want to show you love and affection, let them because they probably mean it. You know, people, people don't have to go out of their way, um, you know, to care about you, to, to love you. So when they do, um, it means something, but for me, that's something, and that's something that I'm trying to get better at. Um, because I do have those people and those people aren't guaranteed. Those people aren't guaranteed. I'm sure there are a lot of you that could tell me, Hey, you know, I, I have no one in my life or, you know, or maybe at least perhaps, uh, there are people out there that think they have nobody, but the fact is, is I just, I, I feel as if I feel as if I, there's so many times where I feel as if it's just me fighting this war, you know, within myself, and it's just me going through this, 
and uh, whenever I start that navel gazing, which you know some would say that this entire podcast is navel gazing, but I promise you know eventually we are going to uh, span out in terms of topics. We're going to uh, we're going to branch out a bit and start talking, uh, maybe start talking to some other folks. Um, you know, I've got I've got a couple of I've got a couple of friends that have expressed interest in in coming on. Um, you know, the, both of those friends, I want to note, I haven't even had the courage to tell them what the name of this podcast is because I don't really, don't really, I'm still not sure if I want people to know that, Hey, this is me. This is, you know, this is me. I have depression and, you know, I, I'm anxious all the time and I am lousy, (laughs) You know, I'm not sure that I want to just admit that to the entire world of people that I personally know. Um, you know, so I can't do like the normal self-promotion. I uh, I haven't, or at least I haven't been. I'm not exactly sure what you do uh, when you when you don't when you're trying to do something anonymously like this, but you'd still like to get your message out there. Like I'm not sure I, I'm not sure how you go about that. Honestly, right now I'm just kind of uh, talking to myself and. And those few of you that are that are listening. So, um, anyway, yeah, I. In terms of that event, yeah, I feel like I just need to do what I can to make it happen. And if um, if people won't do it, if if people if I can't get enough, then you know, then just then just deal with it. And next time, you know life has to go on because life is precious and it's important and it can't stop just because of one failure. And I guess that's at the root of it all. It's what we're really all afraid of, right? Is failure is, uh, this idea that, um, if we put ourselves out there, if we try too hard, if we invest too much of ourselves in it and it, and it goes tits up, then goes sideways. It, you know, it collapses, the business fails, the, the, uh, you know, nobody listens to my podcast or, or nobody reads my blog or, or nobody, uh, nobody appreciates my art, you know, nobody, nobody, you know, that person doesn't want to be my friend, that girl or that guy, they won't want to go out with me, you know, that voice is the fear of failure, I suppose, because you, you don't, you don't want to fail. You don't want to say, "Hey." You you don't want to experience that the rejection, the failure, and so we shield ourselves from it. Um, a lot of times by not even trying, or we attempt to try, but our depression tells us no. Um, but I guess that's that's what I'm learning is that uh, that's what I'm trying to learn anyway is that. Um, you know, I shouldn't, I shouldn't fear that failure because, you know, the more I fail, the more I learn, I suppose. Um, but yeah, yeah, that's it. The, the more, the more I fail, the more we fail, the more we learn. And so I just want to encourage everybody um, I want to encourage everybody to to go out there and try, and let's you know 
let's fail together. Let's, you know, go out there and, you know, when we do succeed, we'll celebrate that, right? Um, man, so for this week, what I want to hear is, uh, I want to hear about things that you've tried. What are, what are, what's, appreciate the win, you know, what's, what's, what does a win look like for you this week, you know, this month, this year? Uh, you know, does it mean, you know, saying yes to saying yes to going outside more, you know, picking up the phone call that, you know, you're too anxious to take, you know, uh, just taking some joy in your life. Like what, what does a win look like for you? Um, I desperately, I want to hear that. I want to hear those things. Um, also, you know, I just want to let everybody know um, on the anchor page, there is a, uh, in the show notes, you can see that there is a listener support link, um, you know, that enables me to uh, make higher quality episodes and future episodes. Um, I'd really like to, I'd really like to do that. Um, I'd like to, I'd like to, you know, kind of expand the scope of the show and uh, funds would certainly help do that. And right now we are, don't, uh, don't have, uh, very many, uh, sponsorships or anything like that going right now. So if anyone would like to contribute, please, uh, you know, please click the listener support tab and, uh, donate whatever you can. If you can't, that's totally okay. No one's obligated to do that. Um, I am honored just by the fact that you'd even listen to me talk for any amount of time, honestly. So, um, anyway, thank you guys so much for listening. Um, you know, and, uh, you can count on me to publish an episode at least once a week. Um, you know, sometimes I'll do a few more again, the format is ever changing. Uh, so if you would, uh, just, uh, just, you know, share the podcast, uh, give it a like, give it a review. Um, you know, please shoot me, uh, you know, shoot me a voice message, shoot me whatever, uh, whatever form of contact you can. And, uh, I'd love to communicate with you. Thanks so much. Uh, you guys, as always, hope you have a wonderful day. Uh, be excellent to each other out there. Okay. All right. Bye-bye.